Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. OneFootDown.com and the OFD Podcast proudly bring to you The Beat on Notre Dame's Beat with Philip Goff. Let's go! Awesome. So next we have up Tom Loy covering Notre Dame recruiting for Irish Illustrated of 24-7 Sports. How's it going, Tom? Good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, of course. I Again, I appreciate the time and really look forward to uh, getting to know the hardest working man in recruiting. Um, but before we dive in here, um, where can people find you on Twitter and online? Uh, yeah, you can hit us up at irisillustrated.com um, on the 24-7 Sports Network. You can follow me at TomLoy247. Um, yeah, we don't really do much on, on Instagram. So, uh, just hit me up on Twitter and I try to get, I try to get back to everybody, answer the questions and DMS and things like that. So, um, yeah, man, hit me up there. Yeah, I, I can confirm that. Cause as someone who slid into Tom's DMS to get him on here, I appreciate it. <laughs> got it, man. You got it. Um, so a question that I like to, to ask people to kick things off is, you know, what, you know, age were you, or was there a specific time where sports started to take over a significant portion of your brain? Um, yeah, at a very early age, that's for sure. So I'm 38 now, but I mean, I've been, I've been doing this job for a while and going back, I mean, even on a part-time basis, but when I was a kid, man, sports are all I knew. Um, my dad kind of instilled that on me and my brother when we were kids. Um, my mom even played, played sports as a kid. So she was all about it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was all about the, you know, I was playing baseball at a really young age, loved soccer. It's still probably my favorite sport of all time, like playing, um, played soccer, played basketball, um, golf, bowling. Um, I play a lot of old man sports too, like 
pond and pool and things like that. But yeah, man, ever since I was a kid, it was all about playing sports. And then obviously as you kind of, everybody wants to play in the majors or play in the NBA or whatever. But like when you realize like, okay, I don't want to do that, but or I don't have a shot to do that, but I want to stay involved. Like this was, this ended up being an opportunity to stay involved with sports and, and also kind of deal with the kids that are trying to take this, you know, take their talents to the next level and things like that. So it's just kind of the best of both worlds and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's, that's quite the, the array of sports. And I appreciate the, the, the old man sports is, you know, I think all of us go towards wanting to retire and just play those sports on a daily basis. Yeah. I'll get into all the bowling leagues. Like I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go head to head with anybody in bowling. So we're good there. That's awesome. So speaking of more like transitioning and looking at sports as more of a, you know, a, a viewer, you know, what were your teams growing up and outside of those teams, did you have any affiliation with Notre Dame? Uh, no, no, no affiliation with Notre Dame at all. The first time I was in South Bend, Indiana, or watched Notre Dame play in person was when I came up for the job interview um, back in, I think, 2013. Um, and and uh, Lou Samoji, my man, he took me around campus and all that stuff. And that was actually when I broke some news about Elijah Hood committing because um, I was covering North Carolina at the time. Um, and they ended up committing to Notre Dame, which was pretty cool. It was a nice job interview um, to be able to <laughs> say, like, hey, this is not my site yet, but I'm going to break some news on it. But um, so no affiliation there. But I grew up in California. Um, everybody was a Dodgers, Lakers um, a fan when it came to came to baseball and basketball. But I was a Giants and 49ers fan. Um, I came to, you know, baseball and football, everybody's a Raiders fan too. Um, so I kind of wanted to branch out a little bit and I was in Southern California, right near Los Angeles, um, Chicago bulls fan actually as a, you know, for basketball for me, which is, you know, really neat, obviously being here. So I've been to a lot about a lot of bulls games for really the first time in my life, um, over the last, you know, two years or three years, um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, LA Kings for hockey. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, and that's the other thing, like with this job, it's really hard to like do anything and really focus on team sports, not name Notre Dame, because you know, <laughs> I already don't have much of a, a social life as it is, um, let alone if I really want to like, you know, dive in and plug into, to a sports team. So it's really hard to kind of, you know, stay involved, but you know, I, I keep track the best I can. Um, but it's really, for me, it's all about football. So definitely more of a 49ers fan, but um, so me and O'Malley have something going there, but yeah. um, really, man, if it's not about Notre Dame, it's hard for me to even turn the TV on. No, that's, 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 that's been a very common theme of people who I've talked to so far. Um, but going to like kind of the, all those sports that you, you watched and, and played growing up, was there any uh, publications or anyone specifically that you, that you read or followed growing up that maybe influenced you at all? Not really. I mean, I definitely remember, you know, getting ESPN, the magazine as a kid, SI for kids, um, so it wasn't like I was just all about it. Like the whole writing aspect thing that kind of came later in the life, later in life. And, um, for a while I was, um, when I wanted to have a career in sports, I was initially, I was like, Oh, let's be on ESPN and let's do, you know, sports broadcasting. So I had a, a TV show in college, um, which was pretty cool. Um, we started that and it's actually still running today. So, we, me and my, me and my roommate and one of my good friends in college, Jake, we, we started a show. We were like, let's just do a thing where we can just talk, you know, talk shop, top ball. And we called it the big hit. And, it, um, we started it in, I want to say 2003 or four, something like that. And then people have just continued to pass it on. And, and I believe last I checked like a year or two ago, it was still running under that same name, which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty neat, but 
Um, so yeah, I wouldn't really say much for publications, but it was definitely all about like ESPN and, and, and following those guys. Cause I wanted to be on TV at one point, but yeah. Have you, have you been, have you been back on the show? They invited the Godfather back on. They have not, you know, they, I'm not sure how many <laughs> of them really know, to be honest. Um, cause a lot of the guys that we had known that passed along, I mean, we haven't, you know, they, they're, they're long gone as well, but, um, I should touch base with somebody because that was, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's obviously tech, like technologically speaking, it's a lot better. It's a lot cleaner. We did have graphics and things like that, but it's definitely a lot, uh, you know, better run operation, but so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's impressive. It's still around. Um, so I think a, a lot of people growing up set their sights on ESPN or working in sports, but not that many people actually end up following through and pushing through to that. So could you walk me through, you mentioned in 2013, heading to, to 247 sports, but could you kind of walk me through the story of one, how you ended up there and how you made the full-time transition or, you know, broke into sports in general? Yeah. So 24 seven, I think started around 2010 uh, ballpark range and I was, so like going, going back, I just was infatuated with recruiting. I thought it was awesome. And I remember really diving in when I was in college and like the, just thinking it was so cool. I actually uh, grew up a Florida state fan um, and just kind of watching them and, and being kind of all about them. So I was on um, the rival site there um, at war chant. I was doing that for a while and just as a fan. Um, and then I was, on the Knowles or no. So I started like breaking some, some news on that site just as a fan, because I started developing a relationship with some of the coaches on staff just, um, and making a, a really strong connection without naming and naming any names. Some people know, some people don't, but anyway, so I developed a really good connection on the Florida state site. We became, uh, I'm sorry, the Florida state staff, we became friends and he would start tipping me off. And, and I was like, well, do you care if I ever like post something about it? Like, no, I don't care, whatever. So like ahead of the people um, that are actually working for the site, I'm like dropping some notes and they're like, well, who is this guy? And why is he doing like, our jobs for us? So they ended up actually offering me a job because they, you know, I kind of confirmed my sources and things like that. And just, they were like, well, if you want to get into writing, you know, give us a shout. So started doing that for very, very low pay. It was literally just a part-time, like mess around free subscription and get some money on the side. Then 24 seven sports started and they were starting to build a Florida state site. They asked me if I wanted to come contribute to it. Um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was funny because I had people from rivals telling me then that like 24 seven is not going to make it. It's, it's, it's going to be, you know, dead in a couple of years. I'm like, eh, I'm not sure I believe that. And obviously it's, it's this place to be now, but so started doing that for the Knowles site and then actually got it op offered an opportunity to cover North Carolina. So um, I got to run my own website there and I was going, you know, toe to toe with inside Carolina, which is a juggernaut, mm -hmm. um, developed some really good sources there and break, you know, broke a lot of news, but there, there wasn't a lot of people reading it. It was a very small site. So, you know, we'd get a couple hundred for breaking news, a couple hundred views and they would get tens of thousands. So it was pretty funny, but so basically doing my part to attempt to kind of dominate that market is when I really made a name for myself between those two Florida state, North Carolina is when, you know, still with 24 seven, but on a part-time basis, I was living in Pittsburgh working in insurance. So like that was literally doing that on the side on a, you know, a full-time basis, even though it really wasn't full-time. Um, cause I had a real job, a real job, uh, <laughs> covering insurance in, uh, in, in, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which was cool because I was in an office. I was able to close my door. My boss knew what I was doing, got my work done. She knew that I, this is what I wanted to do. So she was great about it. But 
Um, so yeah, my first full-time opportunity was when I came up, interviewed and got the job, um, within like 24 hours, um, at blue and gold. So pretty neat, man. Like it was, a, it was a cool process. Um, one time I'll tell you some of my sources from back in the day when we're not on here for everybody to hear, but, um, pretty cool story, how it all kind of, kind of came to play. And, and I couldn't be happier being on the Notre Dame beat. It's a lot of fun and the fans are crazy and passionate, but it makes for, you know, makes for a good time. Yeah. And you mentioned you had a pretty, pretty good and pretty good interview, just breaking some news being like, Oh, I'm interviewing well, yeah, news that I can break right yeah. before you just break. hold on one second and offer me the job, but I have to <laughs> news. No, it was, it, the timing really couldn't have been, couldn't have been better. It was very cool. And I had a great teacher showing me around campus and helped me learn the ropes and Lou, he was the best. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a, a neat, neat time kind of how everything came, came together. Yeah. I'm fascinated just by honestly, the, the amount of sources and scoops and, and relationships that you form with recruits. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell a quick story that I don't, I don't know that you're aware of in just a moment. Um, but bef- before we get into that, I'd, I'd like to understand the kind of balance between reporting on what you know and this, what sources are telling you versus protecting the relationships with the recruits that you have. It's always just really interesting to me of how you balance that. Um, for me, I'm never... I'm never going to pick anything above the recruit in terms of like, if that's where the information comes from, I'm never going to burn a bridge there and burn a source. And, and just, it's not my story to tell. Like it's not my news to break. Like I know it's our job and I, and anybody who's been on our site knows where a kid's going to end up. If I know, because I'll hint at it, I'll lean, like everybody knows, like I can speak in a certain way where people are like, okay, I have a pretty good idea where this kid's going because I know the way Tom speaks or writes Um, but for me, like these relationships are the most important thing. And that goes with the fan base as well. Like our subscribers, like everybody wants to jump on Twitter and be first and throw this stuff out there and and start drama and go back and forth and have these Twitter beefs. And I don't care about social media. I really don't like what I care about is our fan base, the subscribers, they're paying money for my insight and I'm grateful to do what I do. Um, and it's a lot of fun and I love, you know, the back and forth, although, like I said, the Notre Dame beat, as you know, can be, can be a little passionate and very demanding, but it is what it is. Um, that will always be, you know, first for me, that relationship with them, coaches, the players. So if I get beat, I mean, I've been beat multiple times, even though I had it, can't say anything about it. It is what it is. Um, I may have been asked to hold off and, you know, give it another day or two. Well, that, in that time, like I've missed out on a lot of, you know, being able to be first. I mean, um, most recently was probably like the Al Golden news to, you know, become the new defensive coordinator. I hinted at it. I hinted at it. And people were like, you know, waiting for it. And they're like, why don't we just break it? Well, I can't, I literally, my hands are tied. I have no choice. So, and then I get just barely beat. I think Pete may have broken it, but again, I can't do anything until I get the green light like, unless it comes from Al Golden himself. But, um, it's just, you know, that's kind of part of the job. You win some, you lose some, but, um, for me, at least from what I've been able to do in the relationships I have, um, we've been able to win a lot more than we've lost. So it's been, it's been fun, but yeah, for, for relationships wise, um, I'll always, you know, put that ahead of scoop. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it is really interesting because I do from the outsider's perspective, it is very clear, um, at least from my point of view that, that you have such a respect for the recruits and the process and are not trying to do it for clout or get immediate types of success, which is, I think as you're, you know, making your way and growing your career and have grown that it's just such a strong, I think from the outside, people have just a strong, you know, respect and respect for your reputation. 
It's important, man. That stuff, the other stuff will come. Like you just do your job well, you do it at a high level, you show respect, you show appreciation to people that are helping you along the way. And the rest of the stuff will, will take care of itself. I mean, I don't, like I said, it's like things like the social media beefs and people going back and forth on Twitter. And like, I'm not going to jeopardize everything I have for things like that. It's just not worth my time. And um, I don't know, it's just kind of people, I don't know. Some people like take this job, not that they don't take it too seriously because it's a very serious job. And like, you know, it is what it is, but I just feel like people take it a way that I prefer not to um, just because I I try to keep myself professional and, and uh, just have fun, like just keep it light and do things like this. Cause this is, it's fun just kind of talking ball or just talking about life. And um, yeah, this is, this is definitely the way I prefer to, you know, handle myself. Yeah. And going back to that, that story I alluded to just a bit ago. So one of my, uh, one of my first interactions with, with you, and this was, it was, it was really small, but it was really, really meaningful to me is that um, I was actually had the opportunity to be in the press box a couple of years ago. Um, and I, we were going down in the elevator together um, after the game. Uh, it was Notre Dame USC, a night game. Um, and um, I think maybe introduced myself barely was, you know, just felt like a kid in the kid in the candy shop in the press box there. But after the game, um, you, I saw you go, um, go over and actually were kind of just standing on the sidelines. And then I saw Amon Ross St. Brown come over and find you. Um, and kind of, it was after a loss to USC loss and came over, dapped you up. And then you, I was just, because I was standing there like, Hey man, can you grab a picture of both of us? I was like, Oh yeah, sure. And it was in that moment, I was like, this was a kid who Notre Dame desperately wanted lost the recruiting battle lost the game to Notre Dame multiple years later, this kid's coming up and finding Tom Lloyd to talk to him after the game. And for me, that was just like a, that was a cool moment where I was like, man, this guy, whatever he's doing gets it because a guy who, you know, technically he shouldn't care about anymore. Right. When you like right. care and I'm putting doing air quotes here in front of yeah. the podcast, but for right. me, that was just, it was a really cool moment to see that all unfold. And for me, that kind of told me everything I need to know about you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I definitely remember that. Um, Amon Ra is my guy. Um, he, he, and I've known him since he was an eighth grader. Uh, I'll never forget being at a camp in Detroit um, before they had uh, Equinemius committed. They, he was just absolutely abusing kids and getting in fights and like going at, you know, t- taking these reps against juniors and seniors in high school And I'm like, this dude is legit. Like he is going to be an absolute star. And like, there was a lot of question about his size and things like that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like this dude literally has that dog in him. Like he, and he's just an elite talent. Like we can need to, you know, we need to make him a five-star. Like I was banging that drum and he knows that. And his family knows that and all that kind of stuff. And I just, he was just a kid that I thought, you know, was, was better than people were giving him credit for because they just saw like, his size and he wasn't the biggest kid in the world and, uh, you know, height wise. And, uh, but he's also just one of the nicest kids, most humble kids. I mean, um, yeah. So I've just always had a really good relationship with him. We still talk regularly now. Um, and it's cool with him being in Detroit. And, and, you know, I said that there's a lot of people that are going to regret passing on him. And then obviously he went out and had a monster yeah. rookie year and I'm just, I couldn't be happier for him though. You know, great family. Um, but, but him, especially like he and I always really, you know, hit it off, had a, had a good relationship. So, um, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool story. Yeah. I remember that moment, man. That's, he's one of the good ones. So yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to tell him to, uh, to share some of the love. One of my buddies that I played with at Holy Cross, Khalif Raymond is, uh, 
is on the is a receiver on Detroit too. So uh, okay. we'll have to. Uh, good to see them play together this year. They were. We'll, kind have, of, to go, we'll have to go go up there and go to a game or something like that. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. That's yeah, neat. I am in. Yeah, Holy Cross doesn't get too many guys in the NFL. So when we do, we uh, we 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 root for them like crazy. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, yeah. So obviously you're 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 in South Bend, correct? You you're living there. I'm in Fort Wayne. Yeah. In Fort Wayne, Ninety but, minutes out. Yeah. So not not too far away, but even you know Fort Wayne is a is you know anywhere in Indiana is a pretty heavy Notre Dame town. Um, so do you ever get either when you're in South Bend or walking around Fort Wayne? Do you ever get people you know coming up to you asking you for scoops, for tips, for insight or information? Yeah, yeah, pretty regularly to be <laughs> honest. Um, it's cool. It's not usually that weird. Uh, actually, when I first started dating my wife, and we were at a game, and like somebody, um, this was only a few weeks into dating, and like it happened, and. Um, within like a 48 hour span, somebody, we were like a softball game and somebody saw me like wanted to take a selfie with me. And I'm like, that's, he's like, can I get a picture? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, and I was like, well, do you want me to, you want her to take it? And she, he's like, no, 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 just get in here. And he like holds his camera up and I was like, all right, cool. Like no big deal. And then we were at a game. I want to say maybe Notre Dame, Purdue. And, uh, we were just kind of walking on the sidelines and, um, it was in Lucas Oil stadium, you know, a while back. And, somebody like yelled and wanted me to come over and say hello and this and that. And maybe she was impressed. We ended up getting married, um, all that kind of stuff. But no, it's, it's not too weird. It's, it's cool when there's like, say like, Hey, I'm, I'm Phil. Nice to meet you. I'm also XXX something or other on, on your site, instead of like, I'm John boy 27 on your site and don't actually tell me your name. Like I find that a little weird. Like, you know, I want to say like, good to meet you. So-and-so and not by your, by your name. Um, so like, if you ever do see me, like say hello and tell me your real name, preferably, but also tell me that you're on the site or whatever, but, um, it's fine. I mean, it, yeah, but it's, it's 99% of the time, like they'll, they'll like quickly sneak in. So where's so-and-so going or how <laughs> you heard about Marcus Freeman? And, um, but yeah, it definitely happens more when I'm, when I'm in South Bend. Um, but it have there's a ton of Notre Dame fans around here, around here in Fort Wayne. I mean, I think on July 26th, we have a there's like a Notre Dame club of Fort Wayne golf outing that I'm going to play in and speak at, um, which would be a lot of fun. But, you know, I know all the questions are just about Marcus Freeman. Last time I did it though, I told them that they were, I think I did that a couple years ago, but I was like, they're going to go undefeated. I see it. And they're going to make the playoffs. Isn't that they did, but it was when they, when they lost the first time they made the playoffs. So we'll see it. We'll see. I don't necessarily know if I'm going to predict undefeated this year, but uh, with that season opener, but, but no big picture, man, it's cool when they come up to you. They're super nice. I've never had any weird uncomfortable <laughs> interactions, which, which makes me, you know, still feel that way. But um, I'm sure at some point someone's going to hate what I have to say or that I wrote and um, you know, maybe uh, might get too aggressive in person, but no, it, it's usually a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm it's what's, what's hilarious is the, every person I've talked to and I've asked that question has said the same thing where people just come up and either start talking or doesn't actually introduce themselves, which is it's people just almost forget that they're not on the internet and they just don't know how to function in the real world. Sometimes. No, it's just, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not weird or uncomfortable or you it's, it's all good, man. We're all just regular people, man. I just happened to write about Notre Dame and you know, it's, everybody thinks it's pretty cool, but um, no, it's not too bad. Cool. Cool. Just a, just a couple of questions. You've been just really gracious with your time. Um, so obviously NIL is, is, is quite the, the hot topic these days, but I'm not going to dive into the kind of logistics of it, but I'm curious if 18 year old Tom Lloyd is a five-star quarterback recruit. What NIL deal are you signing? Um, who? 
Well, I like, so like there's a company that anybody who knows me, it's like all I wear is Roback. Yep. Um, and so like, it would probably be definitely something with them. So I don't have to buy anymore. Um, they're pretty good to me and they take care of me, but it's still something with like, just keep them coming. But that would probably be like the clothing, them or Adidas. Um, but from like a food standpoint or something, cause you got to throw that in there. Um, I've been on this really strong smoothie King kick lately, but I think like day-to-day food, like Chipotle, I feel like I can eat that every day. Give me a Chipotle deal. I'll sign it immediately. You don't even have to pay me. Just make sure I eat for free. Give me one. Of the, I think Chipotle even has like a, like a gold card or a black card. That you can go <laughs> like they're, they're supposedly like super selective. Like a couple of them are out there. Need one of those because I could legit eat Chipotle every day, but that would be my NI, my NIL for sure. So yeah. And I know, I know a bunch of uh, executives from Chipotle are listening. So let's, uh, let's get Tom the, uh, the gold Chipotle status. Um, That's all I want. We've been having a debate on one foot down recently. If you're, uh, would rather have tacos or burritos for the rest of your life. I saw that. And I, I just, I think, I think burritos won and that like cut deep to my core because it's tacos. It's, it's a no brainer, no brainer, no brainer. Actually in Fort Wayne, there's this like food truck that we go to every Thursday pops up and it's like uh, it's called Mercadito. They have by far the best tacos that I've, that I've had. Like I make good tacos, like street tacos, like onion, cilantro, meat only corn, corn tortillas. But like people put these burritos, these big, oh, that's too much, man. So tacos my, all- yeah, my argument is you can have a, a steak, a chicken, a shrimp, a fish taco, or you can have one burrito. Facts. That is a great argument and, and there shouldn't be any debate to it. That is yep. a wonderful argument. You can get everything all at once or you can get this sloppy burrito that you're going to want to just, and that's your thing. Like tacos, you could have a couple and like, you don't ever feel just, ugh. Yeah, can you, and you, you also can't have also, a, especially being from LA, I lived in LA for two years. And once yeah. you get the good street tacos, corn tortilla, steak, onions, launcher, that's it. It's like, you're really going to go and wrap a bunch of beans, rice, cheese, meat in a flour tortilla. I love burritos. I'm not, I don't want to, but if it's just the, the argument there, I mean, a good street taco, a good corn tortilla, it just doesn't uh, even come close. Uh, yeah, that's the way to go, man. Your argument nailed it. I didn't even, I hadn't even thought about that. It's perfect. Yeah. So Josh, this one goes out specifically to you. You're wrong. Um, Cause Josh is pretty, he is just hammering that home. And so I'm I glad he quote tweeted me. I, I want to <laughs> say him the quote tweeted me and said something like I was wrong. I'm like, you're, you're nuts, dude. It's tacos all day. Yeah. So hopefully Josh doesn't edit that part out. If not, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get that back in. Um, but Tom, I, I appreciate this time. Um, it's been great chopping it up with you. Um, just kind of the, anything that you want to leave the audience with today. Uh, not really, man. It's uh it's been a, a fun journey. Um, so far on the Notre Dame beat, it's a good time. I love the fan base. It's a lot of fun. I hope to continue to stay around with them. They always keep asking me like, when am I going to leave? And go do a national role and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no guys, I really, I really am happy here with the Notre Dame B. You guys are borderline nuts at times, but man, you make, you make this job fun. And, and uh, it's, it's, I don't know, meeting people like you. It's so big. Everybody talks about the Notre Dame fan base. And I know it's like the pitch to the recruits, like it's national. Like I feel it. Like, I'm not kidding. I go anywhere. I could be in, I think I was in Las Vegas and I ran into somebody that just happened to be on our site. And it's just crazy to me. That's it just, I don't know. It's just so different when you when you cover other schools and then you compare it to Notre Dame. Like, it's just different, man. So it's it's pretty neat. But no, I appreciate the time, man. Love what you're doing here on the podcast. A lot of fun, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, listening to the rest. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tommy. Have a great day. Hey, too, buddy.